Welcome to Planet Upload. Planet Upload is a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at the creator ecosystem, online video, and the social media landscape. I'm Lauren Schnipper, creator and online video expert. And I'm Joshua Cohen, co-founder of TubeFilter and the Streamy Awards. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Josh. I got something for you. What do you got for me? Way to not announce that you started your YouTube show. Didn't even. Not only did you not mention it on this podcast, you've teased it, but you didn't mention the launch. You didn't. You didn't tell me. I literally had to. I like found it. Like like so, like drew your co-host. Like I think he Instagrammed about it, and I watched this whole thing. I watched it, and not even double speed. I did one and a half speed. Okay, that's how. That's how. That's what a friend I am to you. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe. Congratulations, but I cannot, I'm furious that this is definitely about me. Tell the kids about your show, Josh. 1.5 speed, that's definitely a great friend. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I Thank can't you do two that. speed. I, it's too fast for me. I, it doesn't work for me. Oh, I watch everything on two speed. I don't know. It's too much for me. I can't believe you didn't. I'm furious. Tell, every, tell everybody about it. Plug your show. Well, Lauren, we started after 13 years covering the online video business. <laughs> Decided to start an online video show of our own. Mm. It's called Creator News. You can find it at youtube.com slash tubefilter. We're doing it in partnership with Patreon. They've been a great supporter, collaborator, and sponsor of the whole thing. Although very confusing that you're doing a YouTube show on sponsored by Patreon, but we'll move on. (laughs) Not really. Patreon's sure. this has this new influx of cash. They have a billion plus dollar valuation and I they want to and they want to reach creators in the space and honestly there's no better focal point to reach interested creators in the space that want to diversify their revenue and become real businesses that are mm-hmm. self-sustaining and not relying on any one given platform mm-hmm. than through TubeFilter and its editorial and other tentacles into the online video landscape and creator ecosystem. So how is it being an online an on on camera talent? It's it's terrible. <laughs> I just have to say, if the kids go find this, your thumbnail, your picture, you like when we were doing some press for our podcast, you were very critical of what I thought was a perfectly lovely picture of yourself. Meanwhile, this thumbnail of you, you have like this. <laughs> it's just I'm just curious as to, like the face that you're making in the, this like angry face that you're making in this thumbnail versus like a smile photo you were like furious i just it's it just tells a lot it's a very it's a, it's it's a it's revealing about you and your character what you consider like a, a good photo of yourself well a few things one just to complete the plug the show is again called creator news you can again find it on tube filters youtube channel at youtube.com slash tube filter and it's a medium dive into a topic that affects the online video ecosystem and creator landscape. Sorry, medium dive? Okay, maybe a deep dive into a slice of a bigger topic. Sure. Okay. Put it that way. Okay. And then two, um, we're just trying to play this YouTube game. It's fascinating. Who knew making online videos would be so difficult? I did, but they're really, really, (laughs) really hard to make, especially on this kind of schedule that we're trying to keep, which is one video a week. It is a lot. And... So me making weird faces in a thumbnail, that's mm-hmm. just us trying to do what other YouTubers do, and we'll see how it works. <laughs> it's- I always say that in the entertainment industry, like for people that don't know, like, you know, a lot a lot of people, if there, if there is a traditional path in the entertainment industry, like it would be you start in a mailroom at, at an agency, and then you get promoted to be an assistant on somebody's desk, and then maybe you then get promoted to agent. But even if you don't go to agent from being an assistant, the idea is that you learn so much from being an assistant, you can go off and work at a production company or whatever, and this and that. 
I always say that instead of the mailroom or in addition to these what ultimately become entertainment executives should have to go be a PA a production assistant on a set and really learn what it's like to actually make content because it is grueling and it is exhausting even like the worst movie you've ever seen was a labor of somebody's love and it took a ton of time and energy to do anything that's even like halfway even not even decent so like now I think you're you're seeing that what it's like to really make content, and I imagine your empathy for creators and what they go through has 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 increased dramatically. Would would that be true? Exponentially, yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so take that a step further into today's modern ecosystem. Everyone who's in this space should have to try to make a YouTube show. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I how many people have come to me over the years and have been like, you know, they might have one viral video, you know, for whatever reason they put up, they didn't know. And it's like, okay, what do I do now? And it's like, keep doing it every day (laughs) and don't stop and make the content good. Like, it's really not that simple. It's just very difficult to do. I'm sorry. It's not really not that, you know, difficult to explain. It is very simple, but it is very difficult to sustain and, and YouTube specifically because there's no breaks. Imagine, you know, if you didn't have Patreon as a sponsor and you were just trying to do this and, you know, I mean, you, I mean, you and I both know what it's like to just make a podcast and this isn't video. And so just like adding that other element to it, it's 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 a tremendous undertaking. So kudos to you. Thanks for, you know, cheating on me with this other endeavor. But whatever. Good luck. Thank you for that, Lauren. You know, a high tide rises all ships. And I think that definitely have more empathy and appreciation for all creators in the space that make this look easy. Mm-hmm. And also, I think throughout this process, I really like the idea of learning in public. So mm-hmm. hence me mm-hmm. being kind of, I think, more comfortable with putting a weird photo of myself out online to see how it does. And also me being in front of the camera. I was very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and very nervous about that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then I think... After 30 minutes of seeing yourself on camera, I've just mm-hmm. envisioned myself as that's a different person almost. Mm-hmm. And it's much easier for me to take so notes like, and iterate how, off of it. Like how many texts am I going to get like after today of you like freaking out being like really how bad was my picture? Was my picture like really bad? Like, no, I don't <laughs> care because that's not a representation of me. It's a representation mm-hmm. of me for the YouTube algorithm. Oh, there you go. That's deep. That's deep, man. All right, should we actually talk? Should we talk about the real creators now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, David Dobrik is doing this Tesla giveaway in an effort to help voter registration. So Headcount, of course, is this um, national nonpartisan nonprofit that promotes voter registration. And so Ben Rellis, who's at YouTube, came up with this idea that he would get YouTubers to inspire people to register to vote by doing by gamifying it like different challenges and so they you know michael stevens uh you know tons of people have kind of done this he he shaved his beard he's from vsauce and like you know just like all these different things it's been crazy dobrik of course just completely blows it all out of the water so what they do they can't actually like tell you to sort of um register so what you have to do is go to the headcount website and you actually just like they just say you have to check to see if you are registered. And by doing that, you basically qualify to potentially win one of these Teslas. I 100% just did this last night. So like, I'm so excited <laughs> to maybe win a Tesla. But in as a result of this, so 200,000 people have verified their registration. And are you ready for this? 82,000 people have registered to vote because of Dobrik. This is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's part of this 
headcount.org and good to vote campaign like you said different creators have said okay if we get 500 people to register i'll do this if we get a thousand people to register within the next 48 hours we'll release this kind of thing josh gad said okay if i get a certain number of voters to register within a certain time frame i'll review the avengers as olaf 24, I, I, 24 hours big, later. Big uh, big Frozen fans over here in this house. And so I do file, follow Josh Gad and I did see him do that. And it was it was, it was was a joy. It was a joy. Totally. And so Dobrik did this and he leveled it up like everything Dobrik does. It's really incredible. It's also, it's also worth noting that um, Dobrik can't vote. He was, ah, shit, I forget where he was born. But Slovakia? he came here. He was uh, yeah. He was born. He was born in yeah Eastern Europe somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where. I think Slovakia. And he was grew up in Chicago. So he's been here since he's a kid. And he's like a DACA kid. Um, I remember actually back um, when everything kind of started with the controversy with DACA and, and Trump was just elected. Um, I was gonna do something at Facebook with him, but I think we needed to go. Why there was something like that? Oh, maybe we were trying to go to Europe because oh there was the European. I know what it was. There were like the European like music awards or something like that which is basically like the vmas in europe and we were sending a bunch of creators that's what this was we were sending a bunch of creators it was right when snap had launched and was kind of like killing instagram and we were going to do this whole thing where we sent a bunch of creators to wherever in europe it was and i wanted to send dobrik and um when i was talking to his rep it was like he is uncomfortable kind of leaving the country because he was really nervous about this and i i forgot i haven't thought about that in a really long time so when i read about this i was like right i rem- I, I remember that he's like a sort of a daca recipient um so this is i think it's just even more kind of unique and special because of that because he's just so obviously values growing up in this country and and the right to vote and how how sort of incredible that is and i just think this is amazing i think this is so cool yeah, I remember um like <laughs> so we it was before way before stories had launched when this whole thing happened and and my my European counterpart was like on the ground with all these kids and I can't, I can't remember what city it was in. I want to say Italy somewhere. I can't remember exactly. And um he I'm like what's going on? He's like they're all Snapchatting. <laughs> like freaking out. <laughs> like Instagram's like sending them to Europe and they're all Snapchatting. Speaking of Snapchat, Lauren, they just announced today that they have helped over 1 million of their of their users register the vote through the app in 2020. Oh wow. It's a crazy it's, number. It's crazy. Insta- I mean, I'm sure I wonder Instagram's probably going to release some release some sort of number if they haven't already. But obviously congrats to these creators, congrats to these platforms, especially these platforms that skew younger. I mean, the United States has one of the lowest percentages of the population that votes in any developed country and the younger demographic is one of the lowest percentages of the populations that vote of that too. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so these big time creators getting their audiences to vote and these platforms getting their audience to vote, I mean, it could have a really meaningful impact on this election. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And congrats again to Ben Rellis, who we got to get on the podcast to talk about this. So Ben, if you're listening, you're coming on out because this was really his like brainchild. And I think this is really very cool. Um, Speaking of Dobrik too, he has teased the launch of his fragrance brand, David's Perfume. Did you hear about this, Josh? We didn't just hear about it, Lauren. We wrote about it. Oh, my God. Well, guess what, Josh? I knew about it before you did. I, uh, I'm i actually uh, I'm pretty intimately aware of kind of the whole process because the company that he's um, partnering with, I actually met with last year. Really interesting company. Guy who kind of like grew up in this perfume industry and just looked around and was like, this is just there's a better way to do this. Like. 
really interesting historically like perfumes even like with big celebrities the celebrities get just like a super small fraction because in order to get your perfume on like a shelf in like a Nordstrom you effectively pay rent and so so much just like goes out the window just even for that which is considered sort of marketing and so this guy was like how do we do this in a more like d2c direct to consumer kind of way and Dilbrick is the first big launch and I think um I think it's going to be huge. It's going to, well, obviously it's Dobrik. It's going to be great. And yeah, I was really excited that it's sort of finally out there because I, I've kind of been hearing about this for a while. So I'm really anxious to hear about how it goes. I'm super curious about the longevity of these fragrances. Yeah. Like, is this just a one-time thing and creators expect these scents to be purchased when they first launch and kind of never again? Or is there really like an ongoing user base for this stuff? I think it depends on how well it does. You know, I'm sure this will do well and I'm sure they've got other things that they're planning on doing. I mean, I think that's kind of the question in general for all of these kind of creator led businesses. Like what happens after the first sort of product? Is it is it are people excited about the product or are they just excited excited to do anything that David Dobrik kind of tells them to do? I mean, last year I went to his pop up in uh, the Century City Mall in L.A. And I mean, lines around I mean it was just crazy and I mean I went in and because I know the guys that were running that as well and uh, it was Fanjoy and it was you know t-shirts and hoodies it wasn't anything crazy (laughs) I mean these kids were just like you know I mean they were lovely t-shirts and hoodies but they were t-shirts and hoodies you know what I mean like in in pastel colors by the way loving that so many of these creators right now were going like especially dudes doing like pastel color palettes just throwing that out there I've been noticing that a lot so I don't know. I think it's a really good question. Um, I think in an ideal world, pretty much every creator that I talk to in relation to even just their merch they're doing, the number one thing they say is like, I really want to do something that goes beyond my audience. So like you could be wearing my shirt and like you don't even have to like me or whatever. And they all want that. And the truth is that's like kind of a pipe dream for most people. I, I, is it a pipe dream for Dobrik? No idea. Totally pipe dream for most people. That's the ideal. That's the platonic ideal of all this. You build up a brand that's bigger than you, so then you don't have to promote it every week, every month, every day, and it can live on and sell in stores without your active involvement. I don't think anyone's really achieved that in the creator space. People have come close. I remember I was at my gym in New Jersey two years ago, 2017, Mm -hmm. and one of the guys that was working there had a Maverick shirt on, Maverick Mm -hmm. hoodie on. Mm Mm-hmm. Logan Paul's merch brand has mm-hmm. this big kind of like parrot silhouette on the front. And mm-hmm. so I said to him, oh, are you a Logan Paul fan? And he said, who? You're kidding. No. And I was like, oh, <laughs> man, this is super interesting. And I talked to him a little bit more. And he's like, oh, is he the guy that like, no, nah, I just saw this on the shore and I liked it. And it's comfortable. So I'm wearing it. I saw this down the shore. <laughs> and so I think I think there was a moment. And are you I'm, sure it was like a Maverick's like not an unusual word. You sure it was a Logan Paul Maverick shirt? It wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the word Maverick on it. It was the silhouette of the parrot, which oh, is so the it emblem. Was definitely got it. Yeah. Okay. So it was definitely him. Yeah. Hundred uh-huh. yeah. percent. And then obviously Logan Paul had a big falling out with his all Suicide Forest video, mm-hmm. and I think his Maverick brand suffered dramatically, and his brand at large suffered dramatically because of that. He's on an upswing now, but there was a moment in time where I think that was going to happen for him, and I can't think of anyone else that's even kind of. Well, I'm looking right now. Have you heard of Ninja Malk? Ryan Higgins uh, energy drink? 
So many drinks. people have energy drinks now. I know it's a thing. But so Ninja Milk was um, Ninja Milk, actually. I guess that's how you say it. M-E-L-K was founded by uh, Ryan Higa and also this woman, Kathleen Hahn. I actually worked with Kathleen at Facebook. She worked at um, YouTube and she had become very friendly with him. And they he really wanted to do this energy drink. And they she was kind of doing it behind the scenes. Even when she was at Facebook, I had no idea. She ends up leaving Facebook and she's kind of doing this full time for him as far as I know still. And it's just it's like none of the yeah, if you go to like the about, you know, page, it's talking you, you see Ryan's face, but like none of anything else you wouldn't you would never know that it's him. So anyway, it's just um it, it and they're they're doing they're going international. These are like kind of the brands that I'm just like keeping an eye on, just wondering how it will do, uh, you know, because I think in, in Dream World it will go well beyond him. It's worth noting David Jobrick isn't the first. Tana Mojo had a fragrance, no. Dolan Twins have a fragrance. Dolan Twins, yep. Mm-hmm. That they're yeah. still selling and promoting, so it's got to be yeah. doing something. It'll yeah, be that's been a while. Yeah, it'll be while. interesting how well these all do long term, though. Yeah. Next up, this past week, only tweets launched, not by Twitter though. So only tweets is exactly what it kind of sounds like. It's allowing your Twitter account to become uh, kind of a subscription, like putting a paywall in front of it. It was launched by Stir. Uh, full disclosure, I'm an advisor to Stir. Stir is in and of itself, like it's it's preparing to be this sort of financial services app for creators. But what they're doing, what Joe Albanese, the founder, is doing, which I think is genius, is he's in the interim, as he's working on this sort of main product, he's finding a lot of um, kind of holes in the market in ways that he would like to service creators. So he came out with Goodbye Mixer and FYP RIP. So both of those, Mixer and then for... Um, you know, TikTok were were basically when he saw that Mixer went under, he felt really badly. So he and his team sort of created this way in which people could download all of their Mixer videos and save them, which was this amazing thing for creators. And then when, you know, TikTok every other day, we don't know if it's going to be here. So he did the same thing for for TikTok. And now, you know, he found this, he, he created this way in which you can, um, you know, uh, monetize your Twitter. So what it does, it, it creates a separate locked Twitter account for, for creators and, you know, if you go and you and you and you go to somebody's um, only tweet sort of account, you'll see something that says support this creator for a certain dollar amount for per month. And, you know, of course, when I saw that he was doing this, I was like, is, does Twitter know about this? Are they OK with this? And he is talking with them. So they are not not aware. And, you know, creators will get 90 percent of the revenue. And this is a uh, I mean, it's. He's just doing all the things that we've all been saying that should be done, and he's getting it done. So it's pretty fantastic. It's very cool. One of his other drops was also pre-subscribe, which was a way for you to ask your audience, hey, if I go and do my own thing, a subscription-only newsletter, a subscription-only website, a subscription-only whatever, would you subscribe to it, and how much would you be willing to pay? Because there's lots of platforms now that offer creators of any type, writers, video producers, whatever, the ability to be their own boss and make a living on their own through all these subscription services like Substack, like Patreon, like whatever else. And so, but taking that jump is really scary for some, right? It would be great to know if you have an audience that's willing to go with you along the way, or at least some semblance of an audience that's willing to go mm-hmm. with you along the way. So that's mm-hmm. why he's created pre-subscribe. I think that kind of led into this only tweets idea. And it is really cool. He has a couple of users already. Ian Carr, who's the founder of FinTech Today, which is a subscription research firm focused on FinTech has 30 supporters following his only Ian Carr account for $5 a month. 
There's another individual, Ben Falk, who was previously VP of Basketball Strategy for the 76ers. He's 168 supporters at $1 a month. I mean, it's starting to gain a little bit of traction, which is cool to see. And just this is the kind of product, like you said, Twitter should have built on its own. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will start building it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But another ingenious way to support creators, to, yeah, give, to, to give creators the, the ability to support themselves. It, yeah, and it just goes to show like there's, if you know what your mission is, you, there's so much you can do. And really what Joe's always wanted to do since I met him before he's, he even like honed in on exactly like the main sort of product he was trying to build was like, I want to build services for creators to sort of help them. Right. And so as that's kind of getting refined, it's like, it's, it's okay if like, you, you know, you're not just like, he is laser, laser, laser focused on that mission. And so all of these things are kind of underneath that umbrella. And I think it's just really cool and just, you know, not for nothing, creating incredible sort of goodwill thus far. And, um, you know, so far the platforms are (laughs) okay with it. You know, it's always like nerve wracking to when you're, when you're dealing with major platforms, like, cause every, you know, I'm just want to make sure everything is uh, kosher and stuff, but it's, uh, you can't deny that he's trying to really put products and services out there for creators to help them earn more money in different ways and, and keep, you know, keep their IP and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's very cool to see. 100%. Excited for what's next. Yeah, I know. It's going to be every every week. It's like there's something new and they move so quickly, which is like amazing. Um, all right. So a couple, a uh, bunch of like f- just uploads I want to talk about. A few things. Number one, Felicia Day, friend of mine. She's awesome. Um, YouTuber, like forever, of course, created Geek and Sundry, The Guild. She has started this, th- this new series on Twitch called Women Are. Their aim is to spotlight powerful female voices within the gaming space and beyond. She's like a, a gamer. She's so smart. She's so interesting. And I, I just, I support her in every way. I just think she's so great. Our kids are like the same age. She's the best. So what they're what she's kind of doing is featuring women in this kind of world and 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 talking about the struggles that they've had, um, you know, kind of doing what they're doing. And it's um, it's just really cool. And that's a major upload. And I just love it that it's on Twitch and all that stuff. I love Felicia Day. She's She's great. She's the absolute best. She was one of the first individuals to ever kind of break out of the space. Mm -hmm. She was at the first ever Streamy Awards in 2009 talking Mm -hmm. about how she loved the online video video ecosystem and it afforded her kind of this square peg to fit into Hollywood in ways Mm -hmm. that were never available to her before. Mm -hmm. And she was the poster child for this whole industry for a while, too, because her web series, The Guild, was something that would have never been picked up by any type of cable or network television, mm-hmm. was for a very niche at the time audience of gamers, mm-hmm. and then really blew up online and got a huge yep. following. Yep. So anything she puts out, I'm here for. I know. I'm here for it. And usually people end up copying it immediately because she's just like always, like you said, like it's it, back in the day, it was considered so niche. Now, of course, like gaming is just this massive sort of, um, you know, industry with a million different facets. But she's always been like a leader in the space and, and kind of seeing what's coming next. So, so cool. Love this. Very cool. Speaking of gaming, Lauren. Yeah. An upload for Discord. Sure. We're going to have to figure out how to use this thing. I, okay. Okay. Oh, that's what I wanted to mention. I watched the Instagram VidCon kind of panel and I had to sign up for Discord as a result of it. And I did. And seen. (laughs) And how was your experience with Discord? I mean, it took a while. I was emailing like Jim Lauterbach, the CEO of Discord, sorry, CEO of VidCon and being like, dude, 
what's going there was also some like issues with like the vidcon kind of sign up i don't really entirely understand why i had to sign up for discord because really i was just watching a video so i'm not really sure i did it i've signed up for it we have to figure out how to use this one way or another because it is blowing up right now according to aptopia discord downloads have reached upwards of 800,000 per day and this is all being driven by among us are you familiar with among us among us no i don't think so it's this game and its premise is deceptively simple. Four to 10 people play as a very normal, very human workers completing tasks on a station. The twist and the thing that makes Among Us technically tricky to pull off is that a couple of them are not very human at all. These are players known as imposters who win by sabotaging the station and killing the humans. Conversely, the humans can win by working together to figure out who among them is not what they seem. So it's kind of like those party games of those mafia party games or those like werewolf vampire party games you ever play those Mm-mm. no never went to parties in any case you're all these people working together no, to I solve this problem everybody's a gamer and i and i think that's somewhat true but i am i'm on the lower end of that spectrum <laughs> got it it works in this system where it's this group of people all trying to all trying to complete the task and a couple of the people among them are the bad people that you have to figure out who they are while they're trying to kill everyone else. Mm -hmm. And the game has just exploded in the U.S. in the past couple of weeks, partly because of quarantine, because everyone's at home and playing more games, partly because all of these YouTubers and big Twitch streamers have gotten involved with them playing, and partly because just of the collaborative nature of the game. You get all these big people together to play one game. It's fun for them. It's fun for the audience, too, because they get to see some of their favorite big gamers all converse and chat together and yell at each other about what's going on and who killed who and who's the bad guy and whatever else. And it's just contributed to a ton of content. So like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, Ninja, Shroud, Pokimane, Soda Poppin, Disguised Toast, PewDiePie. Again, all these huge people, the biggest people in really the online video ecosystem right now are playing this game. And because of that, driving huge uploads of the game, but driving uploads to their Discord servers where people are talking about this game, too. I think we need to get on it. I think we need to get on it. I mean, I'm on it. I'm officially on it. Yeah. I think just to figure out what the kids are doing these days, definitely need to be more acquainted with all of this. But it's really super interesting to see. I don't think there's been another game recently, if ever, that's seen this type of huge spike in but there hasn't been this type of game that kind of reaches every different type of online video creator like mm-hmm. marky player wasn't going and jumping on fortnite and playing a ton of that ninja right. ninja was obviously no, there's a collectiveness to this, this. That, that that is is unusual um which i think is really interesting yeah it's huge it's it's crazy yeah the breadth of this is something to take note of yeah one more um, upload I want to talk about. So we've talked about the Hype House a lot, but this is, there's another house called Sway LA, which is sort of a Hype House rival. And one of the, the sort of de facto like leader of that is a guy named Bryce Hall, 21-year-old kid, you know, 25-odd million followers across all the platforms. His main one is TikTok. And he launched this podcast with a, called Capital University with a guy named Anthony Pump, Pompliano, goes by Pump. And Pomp worked at Facebook. He worked at Snapchat. I did not know him at Facebook. He's also been in venture for a while, investing over $100 million in startups. And they're, they started this podcast. They've just done like a teaser. And it's all about just kind of um, how to create generational wealth. And so what I, what I, I want to give this a plug because I think it's really smart. I listened to like the 15 minute teaser and what Bryce was saying is like, listen, I'm 21 years old. I'm making a ridiculous amount of money. He actually touted, he started this um, merch with his um, party animal university says he's doing 1 million a quarter 
to be fair, it's been one quarter, so he's made a million dollars. Not they, That is nothing to laugh at, but it has been one quarter, so we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll continue to do great. But, um, you know, he kind of, I thought this was really interesting. First of all, he's, for a 21-year-old, it speaks incredibly intelligently and with a lot of deference for what he's sort of, um, what was come from for him and, and understanding that, like, this could not last. Like, he sort of equated these, like, online kind of video stars to, like, athletes and athletes, you know, professional athletes who traditionally have, what, like, seven years to kind of make the bulk of their money and then they kind of their career's over. And he's very conscious of the fact that, like, this is likely not to last forever. And he kind of talked a lot of shit about other creators that are you know, making crazy money now, but like spending it like crazy as well. And he's like, I don't want to do this. I want to invest. I want to learn how to do this. And so he's doing this podcast with effectively like an expert in this space to learn. And they're going to have like really interesting guests like that are going to teach, you know, he's, he's, what's cool about it is, is he's effectively the audience on this podcast, like learning about, um, kind of finance and and what to do and how to invest your money and create what he's calling they're calling sort of generational wealth so it's like not just going to be for him it will be for generations to come and listen I'm all for I just think that's it's super smart because I've mentioned many times how my passion is sort of figuring out to create you know revenue diversification and this is basically the epitome of that and I think it's I'm really excited to listen to it I think it's uh I think it's cool this is one of my favorite collaborations I've seen in recent memory if not ever you have this kid, this 21-year-old, like you said, Bryce Hall, who has 13.9 million followers on TikTok. He has 6.5 million followers on Instagram. He has 2.8 million subscribers on YouTube and is getting 10 to 13 million views a month, sometimes more, by posting one or two videos a week that are basically like vlogs of his life. And he said he doesn't monetize his YouTube videos because he wants them to be very personal and doesn't want to hold anything back for his audience. So the YouTube videos are basically just a marketing mechanism for him to sell his merch, which he's doing very well on so far. Mm -hmm. But I, I really like this because one from his end, he gets this experience and expertise and know-how from Pomp, who is kind of like, I haven't really heard of before, but is, is more or less a, like Susie, could become a Susie Orman of this influencer set mm -hmm. about one, not just how to manage your daily expenses and your cash flow and whatever else, but also two, how to build these $4 million a year businesses, $5 million a year businesses into 40, $50 million a year businesses that sell for the amount of money that your great grandchildren will still hold on to. Mm -hmm. And so Bryce gets that expertise and then Pomp gets this entree into this new generation of popping creators mm -hmm. who are commanding huge audiences and the ability to, I'm guessing, invest a lot of cash in them and the brands that they and products that they come up with together. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's I think it's a really it's a really good combination of people from like not old world, but because, you know, Pomp's still from like a technology, but like it's still it's still new to like a lot of people. And so, and, and, and this kid, again, I, I mean, 21 years old, the way he was speaking, I was like, God, again, what was I doing when I was 21? Not that. <laughs> Lauren, I think we did it. Oh, good. And I'll see you on Discord. I mean, I'm, I'm gaming right now on Discord. Or in Among Us. And if not then, next week on Planet Upload. Today's show was produced by Lauren Schnipper and me, Joshua Cohen. Original music is by London Bridge. You can check him out on Instagram at London Bridge Music. Make sure you subscribe to Planet Upload on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, give us a rating, leave us a comment too. If you like our show, please recommend it to a friend. If you have a question, hit us up at planetuploadpod at gmail.com. 
Thank you for listening to Planet Upload, and we will be back next week. Thank you.